Welcome to the Latika Vine Show, the podcast for working moms who want to lead and grow their career, live a balanced lifestyle while putting God first. I am your host, Latika Vines, and I will be sharing tips, advice, and motivation to teach you how to navigate and thrive in your life and your career. I am so excited that you are here to join the conversation. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Latika Vines show, where we help working moms lead and navigate their life and career so they can balance work and life. I'm just so excited to have everyone here for our live podcast episode. And I'm so excited as we are celebrating the second the end of the second season of the Latika Vine Show. Who would have ever thought that a podcast that came out of COVID would now be at the end of season two? So I'm just so excited to have everyone here. I'm excited for those who will be listening later on um, for this very special episode of the Latika Vine Show. Today we have a special guest with us um, who is very dear to my heart. I am just so um, honored and blessed to have her here with us. Um, She, like me, is a mom of four. Y'all, I don't get a chance to meet many moms who have four girls. I don't. And the fact that Stacy has four girls, oh my goodness. And let me tell you, when I um, started talking to Stacy and we uh, did a, a call together, y'all, we were on video call, like we've known each other since elementary school. <laughs> you know, like we've known each other forever. And, you know, just, it was just a great connection. And the fact that we are doing similar things in helping moms balanced life and and how we have a similar story of, you know, um, being able to overcome uh, postpartum depression. And we all have postpartum depression in various ways. You know, some of us are, um, we're all high functioning, you know, when we have postpartum depression, but at the same time, we all deal with it differently and we all overcome differently. Um, So even though we, Stacey and I may have had postpartum depression, we had different uh, forms, if you will, of postpartum depression. And so she's gonna talk about that as well and just how she's a survivor. Um, and, you know, like me, she is a working mom. She, <laughs> she got a whole husband. I don't know where we get that from, but she got a whole husband <laughs> and a whole four kids. And she works a full-time job here in the DMV in the Washington DC area. And she is a mom empowerment coach to working moms. So she is really going to bring us a lot of great goodies today. So just to give you a brief background of Stacey, um, she is energetic and she's a motivational speaker as well. 
um, with her warm and caring yet direct personality. And y'all, I haven't seen that direct personality, so I don't know what she's talking about, but I'm gonna continue to read. She empowers and equips millennial moms with the tools to ditch the overwhelm and reclaim their happiness while raising a family. She's also adamant about helping moms to build confidence and boldly tackle the challenges of motherhood while creating harmony in their lives and making themselves a priority. She is the CEO of Ignite Her Purpose. Again, like I said, she's a mom empowerment coach. So she, like me, is helping working moms really overcome this overwhelm that we are going through and really be able to balance um, work and life and create the life that they love. So Stacy, I'm gonna give the floor to you to say a few words, introduce yourselves, tell us who you are, where, where you're from, um, and tell us, you know, just your story, what, what you were able to overcome um, when we talk about postpartum depression. Okay, well, Latika, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Like you said, when I spoke to you, <laughs> we were vibing. I was like, I've known this girl since Girl Scouts. I'm just saying. <laughs> so that, I mean, that in itself just spoke volumes because it's hard to really connect with people on that level. So I thank God for you and our connection. So I'm super excited to be here. So um, a little bit about me, um, as Latika said, you know, I'm a mom empowerment coach, motivational speaker. Um, the thing that's the most dear to my heart, um, of course, is my husband of almost 11 years, um, as well as my girls. And my girls are my everything. Um, I have twin girls who are almost two. Um, and I also have a seven and a four-year-old. Okay. So a little bit about my story. Um, I guess, so back in 2018, I had my twins and I literally went from two to four kids overnight. Okay. That in itself was just like mind boggling for me. <laughs> so in that, in that, all of that, you know, all of that, <laughs> I, you know, I went through a period of just not feeling like myself. I mean, I was dealing with, and mind you, I'm so patient normally, right? I'm so patient, but I was dealing with a lot of mom rage. Um, I was very irritable with my kids. I was very um, overwhelmed, just beaten down, felt hopeless. I felt as though I was just not a great mom. Even though I was trying to give it my all, it just wasn't me, you know? And so I went through that cycle of mom guilt, right? So it was like, I would yell at my kids, get irritable, and then come and apologize. <laughs> and then turn around and do it all over again. And so I remember vividly, I was standing in the kitchen um, and my husband, I was washing dishes and had my hair all crazy, spit up on my body. And my husband said, you know, I need you to come and talk to me because we need to, you need to go see a counselor. And so at that moment, I realized he said, the thing that, that, he, that hit me the most was the kids need their mom and I need my wife back. This is not you. And when he said that, I said, wow. So the last nine months, was, um, I mean, nine months of H-E double hockey sticks <laughs> and I was not myself. And so I sought out counseling. Um, I went on a momcation, which totally changed my entire life. I did a momcation. It was a weekend. I got myself together. Um, I started doing different things to get my life together, which was meditation, um, 
looking at motivational videos and just trying to bring myself up out of that that hole. I mean, we don't talk about it enough um, in our community, especially in amongst a lot of women, and it's just taboo, but it happens, right? And so I'm just thankful that I'm on the other side of it. <laughs> and I want to help other moms to do the same, to, to overcome the overwhelm, to understand that they have so much more um, and that it's not them. It's simply a product of bringing God's blessing to this world. So absolutely that that is so awesome i i truly believe you know that we go through things not for ourselves but for other people you absolutely. know for other people to gain the victory for other people to be able to receive that healing yeah. um you know we were chosen to go through those things um you know and god knows what we can handle you know, it's, it's not cliche. He knows what we can handle and he's allowed us to go through those things so other people um, can be blessed. So you are definitely a blessing for for those moms that you um, encounter. Thank you. So let's dig into what or how we can thrive as mothers, especially now as the kids are heading back to school um, we have some kids that have gone to school already and then we have others who are starting next week or in you know two weeks from now so how can we be okay how can we thrive <laughs> when it, it's i tell you it's been a mess for me <laughs> it's been a mess and and just with you know, technology, um, working and not working and, and, you know, just dealing with the different personalities of the teachers and administrative staff at school and, you know, and then working and homeschooling and, and all this other stuff. So how can you thrive in the midst of all of that? Okay. Well, let's get right into that. <laughs> so, let's just kind of take a step back. So we know that where we are is, I don't want to call it our new normal because I really don't want to accept it. <laughs> um, but this is where we are, right? And so as moms, we really have to understand that, you know, at the end of the day, this is no fault of our own. We're doing our very best, right? And our best is going to be good enough regardless, okay? So I'm going to start and I'm going to tell you guys the number one thing that you can thrive in motherhood right now and to create harmony in your life because I believe in harmony, um, meaning that things are working in synergy, right? Things are working um, equally. You're giving equal parts to different parts of your life. So the number one thing um, is to spend time with your family and by yourself. And that's every day. Okay, so when I say spend time with the kids, um, I mean, you're with the kids pretty much all day, right? But then there are moments when you are done with the school for the day and you have to check in with your kids. That's the number one thing. Check in with your kids because this is hard on parents, but it's equally or maybe even more hard on kids because they are little people with big emotions, right? So we have to check in with them, understand where they are and help them to kind of navigate through those feelings, right? Um, and when I say work, uh, take care of yourself as well and spend time with yourself, that is, I'll say that is actually above the kids. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, 
and you are not taking time throughout the day from all of the things that you're doing, whether it's work, the homeschooling, the virtual learning, if you are not taking care of yourself, that means you are putting others before you. And that means that you are saying no to you and yes to others, right? And so at that point, you are literally starting to run on fumes and at that point, you're unable to really give your all and show up for your family and yourself the way that they deserve and the way that you, you deserve for yourself, right? So in order to do that, um, it's good to take time each day. So for me, I'll tell you guys every single day, I take time for myself, whether it's 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, I will take a drive. When I get off work, when I finally sign out of work, I take a drive and I just listen to music. You have to unwind your brain. You have to recharge. Sometimes I take a walk. Sometimes I'll read a nice good book that I'm working on. Um, sometimes I take a nice long shower. Um, it's all about reconnecting with yourself. And a lot of people think that um, self-care is really about pampering yourself and getting your nails and your feet done. I mean, that's great. But self-care is really doing something that you love and it just recharges your body, your mind, as well as your spirit, okay? So in, to, in order to do that, I mean, I mean to, to do that, and the reason you have to do that is to maintain your emotional and mental health. With all of us pretty much stuck in the house, I mean, it's really hard for us to feel like we're, not to feel like we're in jail, right? <laughs> I mean, of course we go to the grocery store and things like that, but a lot of people are suff suffering mentally and emotionally at this moment. So we have to do what we need to do to ground ourselves, okay? Number two, I would say is to create a list of priorities and only do what is absolutely needed, okay? As moms, I know for me, I'll speak for me, I sometimes have that cake flying in the background <laughs> as if I am super mom and it's just not possible. I mean, we can do all the things, but we shouldn't do all the things because we are running ourselves into the ground, okay? So sometimes it's best to just take them, sit down and say, okay, today, what are my priorities for today? What is it that I have to do at work for a project, right? What is it that the kids have to do today that is a priority, not a need, I mean, not a want, but a need, right? What needs to get done? And with those things that need to get done, get those things done and the things that don't require, you know, an immediate action, put that to the side. Because when you try to put everything all together, it just overwhelms you and it takes you to a space of, I'm just not going to do anything, or you're going to go the other way. You're just going to stress yourself out to the point where you're mentally and physically sick. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. So for me, you know, I think it's, it's really important to sit down and really think about it. Do a brain dump. I don't know if you guys think about, um, have you ever sat down and just said, okay, let me just take all the things that are in my brain and just write it down. What comes to my mind, just write it down and then look at it and say, okay, well, I don't need that. Let me scratch that off, you know, whatever. So think about that, okay? Number three is to plan, plan, and plan some more. It's hard to do that sometimes, but I will tell you it makes a difference. If you get your kids' clothes ready at night, which 
of course, they're doing virtual learning. Some are in school, some are virtual learning, but we still have to get dressed. They still have to get dressed for school, right? So what I advise is, and this is the same thing that I do, is I get the kids clothes ready the night before, or even sometimes I'll take, um, and this is when the school year was going on, I'll probably do it again now, is to take a Sunday, each Sunday, and just iron their clothes for the week. You know, put everything together so it makes less pressure on the mom, and each morning or the night before, you can lay it out for the kids to put it on themselves if they're at that age that they can just be self-sufficient, right? Because we're all about taking the load off of the mom and delegating, right? Creating responsible little human beings and then also making sure that we're still good as the mom, okay? Um, also, I would say is create a designated space just for school, for the kids. I mean, they're telling us to do that, but it's so important. You know, I have young kids. They are all over the place sometimes. <laughs> they, I mean, their focus is everywhere. We're in the basement where my playroom is. So I'm having to section off <laughs> the playroom so that they don't get distracted by it, right? So it's important to create a space specifically for school so that when they sit in that area, they are ready to learn. They're ready to be in that space, that mode of learning, okay? Um, and then also another good thing that I thought about that I do um, sometimes, and I try to do it most of the times, but meal prepping, right? So if you meal prep for two days at a time, you don't have to cook every day. You know, you don't have to do certain things. It's all about taking the pressure off of yourself, especially with everything that's going on. Okay, so number one was to um, to spend time with yourself and your uh, the family, um, and then the number two was create a, a list of priorities. Number three was plan in advance. Number four is get organized and declutter. Okay, so you want to create a schedule that works for you and your family. You don't want to pack everything on this schedule <laughs> that it's just going to overload you. But you want to put the important things on there that you guys can really do and it's feasible for your family and put it up where the kids can see right i have schedules around my house <laughs> where my kids can see throughout the day and these are of course for the older kids um throughout the day they know when their lunch break is when the snack time is when chore time is you know so that they get in the mode of understanding this is the structure of our home okay Sometimes it's good to have, well, most times it's good to use apps if you need to. Like I have an app on my phone for sticky notes. Um, do a brain dump in there if you're not, you know, near pen and pad. Um, I'll put my grocery list in there. Things that I can think of that I might need to pick up from the store or put things in your Google calendar. I'm telling you, if I don't put it in my calendar, it's not going to get done. I'm going to forget about it. I have mommy brain pinch me. I'm two years out almost from having a baby, but I still have mommy brain. Okay. <laughs> so I, I have to do whatever I need to do to be able to focus. Okay. The next thing is to declutter, declutter your home and get rid of anything that is no longer serving you or your family. That is so important. 
I went through my house and I got rid of so much stuff, so many toys, so many clothes. When you release those things, you are allowing God to bring more into your space, bring things that you actually need into your space. So you have to let go, release, and allow God to bring what it is that he needs to bring into your space, okay? So that's so important. Um, and most times when you have too much clutter, it just takes your focus off anyway. It, I mean, it totally throws me off. I'm pretty sure it might throw you guys off as well, okay? And number five, this is a big one. Um, I would say probably 99% of the moms that I talk to or collaborate with or you know, talk to online, most moms are dealing with a lot of mom guilt. And they deal with the mom guilt because they have some level of need for perfection. I want to be a perfect mom. I want to do virtual learning perfectly. I want to be able to still do my job perfectly. I want to be, you know, everything perfect. Perfection does not exist. It just doesn't. <laughs> and we need to understand is that it's okay to just be good enough. It's okay. And for those high achievers out there, I know that you're probably cringing in your chairs like, what do you mean good enough? <laughs> but it's okay to just be. It's okay to give your best effort. Like I said in the beginning, you're, you're giving your best effort and your best that you give will always be good enough. Your kids do not need a perfect mom. They need you, flaws and all. At the end of the day, God has ordained you specifically, specifically and divinely to be the covering over those kids. So everything that you feel like you don't have, God has already put it in you and it's there. You have to tap into it. So, um, and also upgrading your mindset. We all, we have to think about where we are. If we are constantly thinking negatively about this space where we're in, this new normal, having to be in the house with the kids 24-7, having to say, oh my gosh, I'm getting up and doing the same thing over and over again. I can't wait for them to go to bed. You know, all these things. And granted, I have moments too where I say, oh gosh, it's 7 in the morning. Why is it not 7 p.m. for them to go to bed? <laughs> and that's okay. That is okay. However, when you continue to have the negative thinking, that is what really pushes you into a state of um, overwhelm, a state of um, feeling like, you know, there's no hope or feeling like, you know, what you're doing is not good enough or that you're not good enough. And so it really takes you and then that kind of takes you more into a space of depression. So it really, you know, your thinking really pushes you into a different atmosphere. And so what I tell women a lot of times, and especially our moms, is that we set the tone for our homes. We set the tone. You know, our, min our ministry, first and foremost, is our home. And so if we're not good, if we're not putting our oxygen mask on first, if we're not taking care of ourselves, if we're not upgrading our mindset and being grateful for the space that we're in, the home is not going to flourish. No one's going to be good. And the kids pick up on this stuff, believe it or not, they pick up on it. And I'm not saying that you have to be happy every minute of every second of the day, 
but try your best to find the silver lining in each obstacle, each challenge. Because God said that he would never leave you nor forsake you and he would not put more on you than you can bear. And that is so important to know. So um, I would tell you, my last thing is divorce the need to be perfect. Divorce the need to control the situation. Release it, surrender, trust, and allow God to step in and flow fluidly in your life, in your motherhood journey. And all things will work for your good. It always does. It always will. All right. So again, to recap, I talked about how to create harmony and thrive in motherhood as the kids head back to school. So number one, we talked about spending time with the family, being intentional about that, spending time with yourself, creating a list of priorities and doing only what's needed. Plan in advance, declutter and organize your home and your, and your mind and your spirit. And also release your mom guilt and upgrade your mindset. Thank you so much. That was really, really good. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, one of the things that um, I've said is that we need to follow the DNP, which means done, not perfect. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Just like you said that we just have to let go. <laughs> we just have to let go of that perfectionism. Um, and it's interesting because I did a prep challenge for school in my Facebook group. And one of the things I focused on was letting go of that perfection. And I, I believe you also did a Instagram live on that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no such thing as perfection. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we have to look at it as the only individuals that walked on this world that were perfect are no longer here. Adam, yeah. Eve, mm -hmm. and Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they are no longer here. Um, and so they, I mean, we, we cannot put this um, impossible um, pressure on ourselves to do all these things we we can't because there's no way it can get done and that's where the overwhelm comes because we're looking around at our house like oh my god i got laundry mm -hmm. i have to clean that room i gotta clean the basement i have to do all this stuff and we can't <laughs> we can't exactly so you know the dnp done not perfect um, is so important. Um, and then let going of, let going of control mm -hmm. is we, we just, we just got to release. <laughs> we just have to release. We really, really have to release. And I love your, your, um, third point of we need to plan, plan and plan some more. Um, because I tell you, I mean, you know, as a, as a mom of four, if we don't plan, yep. things are just all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually do um, a weekend setup. So on Saturdays, I have, you know, because I, I try, I really try to do laundry every day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but on Saturdays, I will wrap up my laundry for the next week um, and get all the kids stuff together, mm-hmm. you know, for the following week. So like you mentioned, their clothes, um, you know, their shoes. When they were going to school, I was making sure that their coats were cleaned and, you know, all those other things. Um, but yeah, that the planning is so important and using google that google calendar is incredible yes (laughs) (laughs) it is incredible because you you have the option of doing an event you have an option of doing a goal you have an um, option of doing a reminder Mm -hmm. so you have all these options and um, my husband and i share a uh, email address in Google, we have a family email address. And so we put everything, you know, not just bills, but everything in that Google calendar so that he knows what's going on. And since our kids, um, they don't have their own email address, but we have Google um, Chromebooks. And so that email address is connected to those Google Chromebooks. So if there's something that comes up, they get it as well on those Google Chromebooks. So everybody knows what's happening and <laughs> everyone knows what happened. So it's it's so important that we do plan, plan, and plan some more. Does anybody have any questions for Stacy? You know, as we head into the school, um, you know, school year, some of us are already there. Some of us are hitting there, um, going there. Um, but if you have a question for Stacy, um, or maybe, you know, how she was able to um, take that time for herself, you know, because the first tip that she gave us is that we need to take care of ourselves and make sure that we prioritize that. You know, does anyone have any questions on what that may look like for you? Well, I got a question because I, I get it. You know, I, uh, I had this discussion not too long ago. You know, you're working at home. The kids are at the table trying to do homeschool. And I literally have to come away from my desk because my desk is on a whole nother level. My office is on a whole nother level than the kids. And so, yeah, they have their own workstations and this and everything. But when they got a question, they will leave and come where I'm at. And they're up and down, and they're up and down. So okay, so we can't do this. I, I'm I'm on the same level they are, and 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 I do understand about only doing only what's necessary because I I did have this discussion when I feel overwhelmed at work, I'm not getting on the conference call. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> you know, um, they will just have to understand. You know, they're not going to do anything to me. You know, I just missed it. So, you know, send me an email about what's important. I get that. But when it comes to the household and when it comes to the children, and yes, you can prioritize what's important versus what's not so much. But just because you decide to do the important stuff first doesn't mean the other stuff came off the list. And so even though I've decided not to address it right then and there, I still have to address it. It doesn't come off. It just, it almost, it's almost as if it just delays my stress just a, just a little bit, because that's still going to be there. And so how do you, 
how do you then weigh it? Am, am I am I only prioritizing day by day, and eventually things will catch up, or what what am I doing? Because you know I feel like that's just delaying the inevitable. Meaning it, it's going to come. No, it, it can come today or it can come tomorrow, but it's going to come, and and I got to get it done. So what, what's your suggestion? Yeah, sure. So um, I'll speak from experience. For me, I actually designated certain days to do certain tasks. So for me, Thursdays are laundry day, right? Um, there, Friday is my day to clean up around the house, you know, tidy up. Tuesdays are my bathroom days. Um, you know, I had to figure out a way to, we're a family of six. So I had to figure out a way to do the things that I need to do and not overwhelm myself. So if I try to, because I used to try to actually do these things literally on Saturdays. I mean, I try to do everything. I wanted to clean the house from top to bottom and I have a two levels split foyer and I wanted to do it top to bottom. And it, I had to step back and I said, you know what? I'm spending my whole day doing cleaning when my kids are sitting there like, okay, so when are you going to be done? I, I want you to play with me. What are you doing? My husband's on the other ear. So when are we going to spend time together? Will we go? And it's like, okay, don't y'all want a clean house? Do you not want to see, you know? So it was like, okay, Stacey, what do you, what, what's going to work for me? So each day, so it's Lynette, right? Um, nice to meet you, Lynette. So each day what I do is, um, like I said, I have my designated days throughout the week that I, I determined I'm going to do at least two things in my house that day, right? Um, and then each day outside of the house stuff, like maybe making appointments or um, whatever else, like maybe things outside the house, like grocery shopping or something like that, I'll put on my list. I only do three things per day that are priority to me. And so once I do those three things per day, and then I also have my days to back up each, everything's getting done. And I'm not overwhelming myself and going crazy trying to do it all. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just sitting there trying to figure out how is that going to work? How is that get done? But okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you break it up, it's so much more manageable. How how old are your kids? Um, they're old enough to do some stuff for themselves. I got okay. a thirteen year old and a ten year old. Okay, so that's another doesn't thing. Doesn't know how to do her own clothes, but the thirteen year old does. So okay. you know, it's just about with him. It's just about you know, kind of cracking that whip. You know, you yes. got to make sure and, and stay. You know, and chase them. Hey, don't forget. Hey, the bell just rang. Hey, go get the stuff out yeah. the wash it, put it in the dry, you know, then you're chasing. You know, so if you ain't doing, you're chasing, but right. I, I do understand. And, the, and see, that was another thing that I had to realize that I had to I had to give my kids stuff to do, age appropriate. Like I told you, they go, they're all under the age of seven, I mean eight. So they still have chores. And right. so my thing is, you're going to help around this house. You don't have a maid. Mommy is not the maid, okay? So you know, my, some of my, um, my older kids, they'll clean the living room. They will put their laundry in a laundry basket. They will take their, um, put their pajamas on. Um, they brush their teeth, wash their face. So I'm always thinking of age appropriate things to take off my plate right. and give them autonomy to do. And in my mind, it's a win-win because I'm helping you to become more responsible because as you get older, 
mommy's not going to always be around to do these things. So you need to start to learn. You know what I'm saying? Even with my twins who are almost two, they're picking up toys at the end of the day. That's your chore. <laughs> so it's all about delegating we and just, just have a little song. Clean up, clean that, up. We have, yes, yes, Lynette, that's our song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. And I would just add um, having a weekly productivity hour. So, um, you know, in business, you know, I, some of us are, do have businesses and, you know, we have these weekly power hours or productivity hours where we take an hour or so where we're data dumping all of the things that we need to do for the following week and, you know, take our calendars out and decide, okay, which day am I going to do this task, this task, this task. As moms, we can do the same thing have a weekly productivity hour where we data dump all of the things that need to be done. And like Stacy said, maybe it's not, you know, when we do our data dump, maybe we're not doing 10 tasks next week, but we have 10 tasks that need to be done. We'll do three next week, then we'll do another three the following week, and then another three the following week, and then another one. We've gotten all 10 done. We may not have gotten them done at the time we want them done, but they're all done within a matter of four weeks. Um, so I really encourage, you know, doing that weekly data dump where you can just unload all the things that need to be done and have them in your list. And I literally take a notebook and I write down, I'm going to show you my notebook. I write down all the tasks that need to be done for the week. And then I take my handy dandy, Blue's Clues, my handy dandy um, <laughs> calendar, <laughs> and I write down the things from my to-do list, my data dump during my productivity hour, and put them in my calendar. And, you know, I'm old school, so I put it in my calendar. I got to write it down. And then I put it in my Google calendar to give me those reminders. And even if I don't have my phone with me, I have my watch on. And you know, those calendar, those calendar reminders are gonna pop up on my phone, on my um, watch. So I always have a reminder of what needs to be done. Um, so I would encourage you to do that as well, having that productivity hour. Um, Heather had a question. How do you recommend addressing other people's stress? Um, for example, when the spouse and kids start to get overwhelmed, Stacey? Um, that's a good one. Um, so I'll start with the kids. Um, so my kids tend to get, like I told you guys, they have big emotions, little kids. There are big emotions, little babies, little kids, right? Little people. And so with the kids, I have to sit down and I have to, first of all, I have to come to the table whole. I have to come to the table grounded. I have to make sure that I've taken that time to recharge me, to make sure that I'm good and that I'm not taking on any energy <laughs> that is going on around me. So I have to be grounded. So that's where that self-care comes into play. So if I'm constantly doing my, um, you know, 
uh, affirmations, which I do. I, I do affirmations. I do my gratitude journal. Um, so those are the things I meditate really, I mean, a lot because I have to stay grounded with everything going on in my life. So I would advise you, Heather, to make sure that you're staying grounded in whatever that looks like for you, taking care of yourself so that when you do come and you talk to the kids, I will probably separate them um, as far as the husband and the kids come to them separately. Um, with the kids, I sit them down. And I ask them, what's going on? Tell mommy what's going on. Use your words. Because a lot of times they don't know how to really articulate. So they just, they spaz out. They, they, they just, you know, cry because they don't have the vocabulary to tap into to be able to really let me know what's going on. So if I sit them down and I really be impatient with them and I ask them what's going on with you, how can mommy help you, but you know, all that stuff, it really comes to a resolution and I really get down to really what's going on. It's either a fear of something or, you know, I don't know how to do this, right? So all the frustration and even with my little one that's doing virtual learning, she's shy. So she gets frustrated because she has to be on camera. And so she's like, it's overwhelming for her to even have her friends looking at her, right? So I have to constantly tell her, you're special. It's okay. Unfortunately, because of the, the environment that we're in, we have to do this, right? But give it your best. Do what you can. If I need to give you breaks off the camera for a little bit, I will talk to your teacher. So just find those different nuances that is gonna work with your kids for them to under, for you to understand where they are and for you to tap into that and be able to be that, um, the word I'm trying to say, that, that uh, voice of reason for them. As far as the husband is concerned, I would say, take some time and sit with him individually as well. You know, understand what he is because a lot of times we have frustration and overwhelm. There's so many underlying things going on, whether, um, and, and a lot of times we have overwhelm. It's because it's something new, it's something challenging, it's something we've never done before. And we are scared that we're not gonna measure up. We're not gonna do it right. We're not gonna be great at it. And we have these limiting beliefs and negative things that are just floating around. So you have to, first of all, understand where he is, right? And then figure out the, the, have the conversation and the open communication to figure out how you can be there to help him um, to navigate that, that, that space, okay? So hopefully that helped. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is really good, Stacy. I would also say um, that, like Stacy said, a lot of times our husbands are um, they a little scared. You know, they are a little scared and they don't know how to verbalize that or weren't taught to verbalize that. And so the stress is their way of coping with their fear, their anxiety, um, their worry. Um, and so as Stacy had mentioned earlier, you know, our first ministry is our family, you know, and that includes our husband. So, you know, us being that prayer warrior over our husbands, um, us being that helpmate to our husband, um, we, one, you know, Definitely, as, as, as Stacy said, 
you know, we need to talk to them and say, hey, what is going on? If they can't talk to us, most husbands are not going to write in a journal, <laughs> but <laughs> we go to God in prayer. Um, there were plenty of times where my husband was stressed of stuff that was going on at work and he could not articulate what was happening. And when he was verbalizing what was happening, he couldn't even get the words out of his mouth. And so that's when I knew, okay, I need to go to God who is going to comfort him. I need to go to God who's going to give him peace. I need to go to God that's going to give him the discernment and go to God and give him the ability to change his heart, you know, from whatever he's going through. Um, because we don't know, and this is something that I learned years ago, that we don't know what our husbands are going through when they walk out the door to go to work. You know, they deal with so much being the head of the home that we will never know and we will never see. Just like, you know, if you, if you guys have husbands who are in the military or who used to be in the military like mine, we don't know. And, and Heather, you, you know, there are things that you went through in the military that I don't want to know, <laughs> you know, because you went through some crazy stuff and saw some crazy stuff. And I know being married to someone who was in the army, that there are some things that he has hidden down in his soul that he will never reveal to anyone about what he saw in war, you know, or what he saw in boot camp or the people that he didn't get to see come back home to their family. So just like that, they're going to work and coming home suppressing all this stuff. And so their stress is them suppressing all them, this stuff that they can't release, that's when we have to go to God and say, God, you need to help him. I can't do anything for him. You need to help him. Give him discernment. Give him wisdom. Give him comfort. Release whatever burden is on his shoulders. Um, and then maybe it's, you know, those heart-to-heart -heart conversations of asking your husband, you know, hey, when you are at this point, what can I do for you? You know, do you need someone just to sit with you? Do you need someone just to give you a massage? Do you need someone just to turn the shower on for you? And that's someone being, you know, you, the wife. Um, let me clarify. <laughs> but, you know, what is it that you need and what can I do for you to help you? Because that might be the only thing they need in the moment. And then when they're ready, they can, you know, tell all. Um, but sometimes our husbands just don't know how to verbalize, how to articulate that stress that they're going through. And then, you know, they start snapping and, and, and doing everything else that they do um, because they just don't know how to verbalize. So it's us, you know, if we can't help them, going to God and saying, God, please help them and and praying and praying and praying and praying fervently praying and that means fasting fasting um you know there's so many uh fasts in the bible so many books on fasting um i know for myself 
the book that helped me the most was praying for your husband from head to toe um that book when my husband and i were going through and i i don't even want to say we were going through because we weren't going through but he was going through with stuff that was happening at work that he couldn't even tell me and i had to realize that he was going through so much and the burden of being the head of the home was messing with him it was messing with him and so i got that book um, by sharon james and i read it and it, it is a prayer and devotion book where you pray for your husband from head to toe when i say from head to toe you're covering his head down to his toe every single body part his ring finger his neck his shoulders his mind his lips his tongue you're praying for every single body part of his for god to help him and believe it or not me finishing that book by fervently praying and asking god for help for him he's a different man than when he was prior to all because i realized i couldn't help him with his stress i couldn't help him with his overwhelm but i knew the only thing person that could was god and so that was the thing that i did to help him um and so that has always been my go-to when he is going through i need to go to prayer yes yes Stacey, you, you were going to say something? Yeah, I just I just want to piggyback on that and just say interceding for your husband does so much more than what we can even imagine. Um, excuse me, my kids are in the background, but um, you know, I've been in, in this space in spaces as well where my husband was just completely overwhelmed, completely stressed. And there are times when I'm able to get through to him by having just conversation. Um, and then there are times, like Latika said, where there are things that our our mates just don't um, know how to articulate, or they may know how, how to articulate it, but the way that they were raised was not to express emotion, not to come off as, you know, wimpy or anything like that, right? Um, and so some things they don't tell us because they don't want to come off a certain way. So I think it's really important, like she said, is to, if you, you know, can't get through to them through communication, definitely praying and, and interceding on their behalf um, is definitely something that I totally agree. And I will say from experience <laughs> has definitely worked for me as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone so much for joining us today. I am so excited. <laughs> I am so excited. Um, I, I just want to thank you all for being here live. And I also want to thank Stacy for being here, for taking time away from her family to be here and um, just give us some encouragement, some empowerment, um, some education <laughs> um, on, you know, being able to thrive, not just in motherhood, but as a wife too, 
you know, because, um, you know, my husband and I, we tease each other and I tell him he's my first child, um, you know, because uh, y'all know, <laughs> y'all know. So, you know, it, it's a lot. It is a lot that we're going through. But, you know, Stacy gave us some great five tips um, for us that we can follow to make sure that we can create that harmony and be able to thrive um, as mothers, as women, um, and also as wives um, in this state, in this season that we are in. So I thank you so much, Stacy, for being here. And I also want to say she mentioned um, being able to um, have a gratitude journal or meditate. Um, so if there is a journal that you um, like, even if it's just a regular journal, <laughs> you know, a regular journal that you can get at the dollar store that has, you know, lines or it's not lined, um, write in it what you are grateful for or anything, <laughs> you know, data dump, what you write whatever you are grateful for in that journal. And then as Stacy said, reflect on it. Um, and meditate on it and really thank God for what it is. And you will see that you will be in a different mental state um, to be that wife and mother that you need to be for your family. So Stacy, where can we connect with you and get in touch with you? Sure. Um, I'm actually on my I'm going to say my website is stacy.stacyscrawley.com. And I'm actually on Instagram and Facebook as well at stacyscrawley.com. And that's Stacy, S T A C Y, um, no E, S and crawley.com. So pretty easy to find me. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, please be sure to check her out. She is on social media. Um, she has an incredible website um, and she has great tools for working moms to really help them um, overcome that overwhelm um, and really create the life, the harmony that they need in their life. Um, so I thank you all for joining tonight. I'm so Oh my goodness, my heart is full um, to have you all here um, and also to be here as I celebrate the end of second season of the Latika Vine show. Um, it, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's really great to um, be here um, at the end of second season and, you know, um, have a clear vision for the third season. Y'all, I am so fired up. I have stuff lined up all the way to season number seven. So, you know, God is doing some things with this right now that I'm just so excited about. And I'm excited to have you all here with me during this journey. So um, I just thank you again. I can't thank you all enough um, because in less than two seasons, um, I've been able to have 300 downloads, um, you know, and just do so much um, with this show. So it really means a lot for that you guys are here, that you guys continue to support um, because I would not be here if it wasn't for y'all. So thank you so much. And thank you. Yes, Stacey, I am definitely walking fearlessly. <laughs> definitely, you know, um, 
that that is 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 a statement <laughs> it is a statement yes so i thank you all i'm so excited um that you guys are here for this journey and i am Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Latika Vine Show. I truly hope that this episode blessed you. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when a new episode is downloaded. Also, have you heard about the ebook? Yes. I have written an ebook called Boss Moms Can Have It All, which clearly outlines the Boss Mom Foundation that I teach and coach working moms like yourself to truly have the foundation needed for the work and life balance that they desire. So be sure to click on the link in the description box in the show notes to download your complimentary copy. Thanks so much for joining another episode of the Latika Vine Show. God bless you.